Please stand. We begin with the sentences printed on the first page. O oh Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O oh God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O oh Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Praise to you, O Christ, Lamb of our salvation. We'll be seated. We will join in singing Psalm 116 in the front of the hymnal.
the history of the suffering and death of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to the four evangelists. And it was near the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is called Passover. And Jesus said to his disciples, You know that after two days is the Passover, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to be crucified. Then the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders of the people assembled together in the palace of the high priest, who was called Caiaphas, and plotted that they might take Jesus by trickery and kill him, for they feared the people. But they said, Not during the feast, lest there be an uproar among the people. Now when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him, having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil, and she broke the flask and poured it on his head as he sat at the table. When his disciples saw this, they were indignant, saying, To what purpose is this waste? For this fragrant oil could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor, and they criticized her sharply. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, Let her alone. Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. For the poor you will with, you have the poor with you always, and when you wish you may do them good, but me you do not always have. She has done what she could. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. And Satan entered Judas, surnamed Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve, and he went his way and conferred with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him to them. And he said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? When they heard it, they were glad, and they gave him thirty pieces of silver. And from that time he sought an opportunity to betray him in the absence of the multitude. Now on the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, on which the Passover must be killed, the disciples came to Jesus and said to him, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he sent Peter and John and said, Go into the city. Behold, when you enter, a man will meet you who is carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house where he enters and say to the owner of the house, The master says to you, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house. Where is the guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large furnished upper room. There make ready. They went and found it as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. And in the evening he came and sat at the table with the twelve apostles and said to them, With desire I have desired to eat the Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you that I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup, gave thanks, and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves, for I tell you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes on the day when I will drink it again with you in my Father's kingdom. And while they ate in the night that he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took the bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, gave thanks, and gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, 
which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And they all drank from it. Now before the feast of Passover, which is on the same evening, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil, having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus knew that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper, laid aside his garments, took a towel, and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dried them with the towel which he had girded, with which he had girded himself. Then he came to Simon Peter. And Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, then you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore he said, You are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments, and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for I, so I am. I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet. You also ought to wash one another's feet. I have given you an example, that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, happy are you if you do them. I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scriptures might be fulfilled. He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it comes, that when it comes to pass, you may believe that I am he. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who receives whomever I send receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. When Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Most assuredly, I tell you, one of you who eats with me will betray me. Behold, the hand of my betrayer is with me on the table. And the disciples began to be sorrowful, and they looked at one another and were perplexed about whom he spoke. And they began to ask among themselves who it might be among them who would do this. And they said to him, one after the other, Lord, is it I? He answered and said, One of the twelve who dips with me in the dish will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for him that that man had never been born. And Judas answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? And he said to him, you have said it. Now there was at the table, leaning on Jesus' bosom, one of the, his disciples whom Jesus loved. 
Simon Peter therefore nodded to him that he should ask who it was of whom he spoke. Then, leaning back on Jesus' bosom, he said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, it is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And he dipped the bread and gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the piece of bread, Satan entered him. Then Jesus said to him, what you do, do quickly. Now no one at the table knew for what reason he had said this to him, for some of them thought, because Judas had the money box, that Jesus had said to him, buy those things we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. And having received the piece of bread, he went out immediately, and it was night. Then when Judas had gone, strife arose among them, which of them should be considered the greatest. But he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors, but not so you. On the contrary, he who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he who is chief as one as he who serves. For who is greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have continued with me in my trials. I appoint for you a kingdom, as my Father has appointed for me, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Then Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. Little children, I, say, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me, and as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you shall follow me afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for your sake. Jesus answered him, Will you lay down your life for my sake? Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has asked to have you, that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, that your faith should not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brethren. And he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. But he said, most assuredly I say to you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny three times that you know me. And he said to them, when I sent you without money, bag, sack, and sandals, did you lack anything? And they said nothing. And he said to them, But now he who has a money bag, let him take it, and likewise his sack. And he who has no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. For I say to you that this, that this which is written must still be accomplished in me. And he was numbered with the transgressors. For the things concerning me have an end. And they said, Lord, look, here are two swords. And he said to them, It is enough.
O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Deliver me, O Lord my God, for you are the God of my salvation. Rescue me from my enemies. Protect me from those who rise against me. In you, O Lord, do I put my trust. Leave me not, O Lord my God. Rescue me from my enemies. Protect me from those who rise against me. Deliver me, O Lord my God, for you are the God of my salvation. Rescue me from my enemies. Protect me from those who rise against me.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you are told that it's time to get your affairs in order, you know what that means, right? It means you're going to die. Probably soon. And so you need to. It's time to make final preparations. But you do that not not really for your own sake. If you're going to die, it doesn't matter to you. But it's mostly for those you would leave behind. Hopefully, though, this preparation is not something that you're just starting now, but something that has started long ago that you would live your life preparing for what you will leave behind, especially how you will leave loved ones. And yet in the end, there are some final preparations, final instructions to give, plans that need to be made, and these kind of things require order and clarity. Finally, It's time to say things that need to be said. Most important things. Within 24 hours of the events of our Passion reading this evening, Jesus would be dead. It was time. Time to get his affairs in order On Monday, Thursday, in the upper room, Jesus is making final preparations. But just like with us, these were not primarily for himself. He would do that. We'll hear that next week. We'll hear Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane praying in fervent prayer and contemplation on the will and the word of God which should be a model for us of our own preparation for death. But on this night, it was all about his disciples. St. John records this most completely. He spends five chapters, chapters 13 through 17, detailing Jesus' actions and his instruction, his prayer for them. Much of what we heard tonight was from chapter 13 that that talks about Monday, Thursday, Jesus washing his disciples' feet, his command for them to love one another. Chapters 14 through 16, you'll get to hear much of that in the Easter season, in the Gospels later in the Easter season, where, where Jesus prepares them for him going to the Father and sending his Spirit Then chapter 17 of John is a prayer. It's often called Jesus' high priestly prayer. That is, Jesus prepares for his death by praying for his disciples, which, by the way, also a fine model for preparation prayer for others. But in that prayer, in Jesus' high priestly prayer, prayer for his disciples before his death. Jesus prays this. He says, I do not ask for these only, the disciples, but also for those who believe in me through their word. 
You know who that is, right? That's you. On the night Jesus was betrayed, on the night he prepared to die, the night that Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper, the night that he said and did all of this, Jesus was thinking of you. He was praying for you who would believe in him through the apostles' message. Tell me if that doesn't make every single word, every deed, every preparation ultimately meaningful to you tonight. Secondly, these were no last-minute preparations on Jesus' part. Jesus had been preparing for this moment, for his death, since, well, since forever. But in particular, this was what Jesus had been doing with his disciples for, for three years. From the very first, come, follow me, that he said to his disciples, Jesus knew exactly where he was leading them even if they did not. Whenever Jesus' disciples follow him, they can know that he is preparing them for the end that is always in his sight, even if it's not in ours. But in fact, Jesus' preparation began actually long before his ministry, since the very beginning. Everything that was written in the scriptures, all of Moses, the prophets, the Psalms, had their fulfillment in him. Many of these printed preparations from the, the abandonment and betrayal of his closest friends to the piercing of his hands, feet, and side. Everything that had been written about him would now come to fulfillment. Perhaps the chief of these divine preparations was actually the Passover. 1,400 years earlier, way back in Israel's youth, God was preparing his people. He was training them to see their salvation in the slaughter of a sacrificial lamb who would rescue them from death by his blood. And now on this very night, Jesus points them to this final ultimate sacrifice, the true Paschal Passover lamb. The true rescue from sin and death and the devil in the flesh and blood of Jesus. And now, at the end, in the last hours, now it was time for some final instructions. And just like someone's, anyone's last will and testament, this is a time for clarity clear and unambiguous language, what is it that Jesus would leave to his disciples? He has no money, no house, no property. What possibly could he bequeath to them? Only himself.
his suffering, dying, rising self. His body. His blood. But how can they possibly receive this inheritance? Jesus tells them. It's written in his last testament. Eat. Drink. In remembrance of me for the forgiveness of sins. Often, again, and again. His words are not unclear. They're not ambiguous. Straight instruction. Do this, he says. And finally, in the end, it's time for Jesus to say what needs to be said. The most important, the most significant words that he can say to those he loves. So he tells them. Even more, he shows them his love. Jesus, having loved his own who were in the world, loved them to the end. To the end. To his death. With every single breath, with every beat of his human heart. And it is... It is as though that love still remained, love, more love still remained in his heart and in his lungs, love for you. So that beginning on the third day, he breathed again and his heart beat again so that, so that his love would continue to be spoken to you in his holy word. So that his love would claim you as his own in holy baptism. So that his love would be placed into your mouth in the Holy Supper. So that his love for you would overflow in love to your neighbor. And so that by his living spirit, he may love you to your end. It was time. On that solemn night, Jesus made his final preparations to die for you in love and to love you until you die. To be with those he loves, you, forever. Amen. Please stand. We join in singing the Song of Mary, which is found in hymn 274. It is printed for you in the service folder, but not all of it. There are six stanzas of the hymn. All six stanzas you can find at hymn 274.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. O Lord God, you led your ancient people through the wilderness and brought them to the promised land. Guide the people of your church that following our Savior, we may walk through the wilderness of this world toward the glory of the world to come. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, from whom come all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and also that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may live in peace and quietness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.